Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns and Foster, Temper Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60 month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Final hour of Sammy and Scravy. Fill it in for Gwen and Chris here on 97.3 The Fan. Already lots of great conversation today. Chris Ello is trying to make his way from the Boise airport so that he can get in place at some point. Not sure when that's going to happen, but he might just pop on here any second. Um, we just got done doing the Big Five. We're about to talk a little Padres, but I just got this uh, pop-up on my phone or mm. push notification Breaking news. We were just talking about this a little bit earlier, but the FAA will keep Boeing 737 MAX 9 grounded until extensive inspection and maintenance is mm, conducted. Wow. So all the 737 MAX 9s. Mm. Well, my flight to Denver on Tuesday better not be one of those planes. You might be getting a new plane. Oh, well, I guess, yeah. But I want. I wonder if that'll affect like flight schedules. Oh yeah, yeah. These new these. I, there's nothing. There's nothing worse. I think for an airline than buying a brand new airplane that has doors that get sucked out while yeah. you're flying. That's pretty bad. No, look. <laughs> I mean, if they got a real problem with the the doors, then they gotta. They need to figure fix it, it out. Yeah, they need to fix it. Uh, if you missed it, Alabama seemingly hired a football coach, and I say seemingly because Alabama has not officially said that uh, Kalen DeBoer. The Washington coach is the official head coach, but it seems like everything is going in that direction. I had someone on the chat earlier say, well, why didn't you say it was official? Because I have said things are official before and things sometimes don't go Mm. that way. I wait for the actual school or team to put out the notice instead of just going off of a couple Twitter accounts. Because, you know, I've gotten things wrong before, Sam. <laughs> I've well, at my last station, I I, I I fell for a fake tweet and it was Really? Like, what was it? It was like the Chargers were signing some huge like free agent or something or making a trade, one of those two things. And I I like was so excited. I was new in sports radio and I was able to pop on the mic and say something. So I read this tweet and it never happened. You know, remember when they got rid of everybody's blue checks? On Twitter? Oh, yes, yes. I I feel like, and I could be totally wrong about this, but I feel like it hasn't necessarily increased the amount of, like, fake tweets that you believe, at least from a sports perspective. Like, I don't feel like I see a fake Jeff Passan account. Oh, that... because, because he has the check mark. Yeah. But you can also, I mean, now you... Like before, they they denied me for the check mark so many times, and the only reason I really wanted the check mark was because you're able to like DM guests and stuff. Right. But now anybody could create a Jeff Passone account or right. whatever and pay the nineteen dollars and get a check mark. So I feel like they've done disservices. 
by doing this because yeah. you never really know who is actually the actual account. You never. Although, know. you know what? That's 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 completely incorrect because I signed up for this so I could DM some guests, and they made me put in my driver's license to verify hmm. that it was me. Really. So at least they're Wait, doing you, that check. you have a check mark now? I do, because it helped wow. me. It, it opened up things. It opened up communication. It's not because I think I'm important or anything wow. like that, because I'm not important. I'm paying ha, to have ha, that. Has anybody said to you, Scraby, why do you have a check mark? That's lame that now you're paying for a check mark. Uh, yeah, friends. They're like, oh, you think oh. You're, you're so important now? No, I, get no, it. I, I, I totally don't, get it. I don't think I'm that important. I just needed it because it opens up other avenues for I people. I don't know about the whole X thing and... I don't call it X. You call it Twitter. I call it Twitter. But its name is X. You know, it's funny. I had my old phone until a few weeks ago, and I had not updated Twitter. So it, it stayed on the bird logo, and then I got oh. a new phone, and I had to get the, yeah. the new app, so now it's an X. Were you a sad person when you had the bird photo, or when you uh, yeah. got the X I photo? I love the bird. That, that's a great logo. What a, what a, icon, Seriously, an iconic logo, the bird as the Twitter logo in for the app. And that's why everybody would call it the Bird app. Yeah, the Bird app. And just the lexicon of the word tweet is, it's so much easier to say I tweeted this earlier Absolutely. than... Because when you say I posted this earlier, what did you post it on? Did you post it on Instagram? Did you post it on Facebook? Did right. you post it on, on somewhere else? Where did you post it? Well, I, I get what Elon is doing, and he's trying to make X like an all-stop all shop, one-stop shop, place for people to go because now they're going to be doing radio shows on x they're going to be exclusively doing it with jim rome i believe and they're going to uh start some of those shows but if i was elon i would have kept the name twitter that is just so it's just you say twitter everybody knows what you're talking about you say x no one knows what you're talking about yeah well you know what tweet at him I don't think he'll he'll see it or get back to me. Actually, that's not true. He does tweet at random people at like. Well, all you do hours make a good night. point in the sense of like there is no like it's you never say oh I'm gonna gonna Instagram this yeah not really not, yeah they don't say I'm gonna Facebook this not really yeah and it was easier for us I'm gonna TikTok this not really you say post yeah but then you say tweet everybody knows where it is yeah. So the brand recognition is there. I yeah. sound like I'm some sure like, this is really 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 great. Let's uh, <laughs> let's talk about what happened with the, yeah I know. Uh, so nothing really happening with the Padres today. Uh, we did talk about it a little bit earlier. Jordan Hicks agreed to a four year forty four million dollar deal to join the San Francisco Giants. Now Juan Soto agreed to his uh, his last year of arbitration with the Yankees, and it's one year, thirty one million dollars for Juan Soto, which breaks the record set by Shohei Otani uh, when he made thirty million dollars in arbitration. Which leads me to ask this one question: Okay, if Shohei Otani is hands down the best baseball player by being able to hit and pitch, why is Juan Soto? going to be making more than Shohei because Juan Soto we know has suspect defense his 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 hitting numbers are fine but he's making more and I don't get it um that's a great question but remember this and I'd have to go back and look a little bit deeper into what the Otani situation was because the Otani 30 million was the Angels coming to well is that true yeah, I guess it would have been last year, right? He was still on his initial deal. 
Was the Angels come when no matter when it was, was the Angels coming to an agreement with Otani for thirty million? That wasn't them actually going to arbitration and him getting thirty million. Mm. So Oh I, yeah, he was arbitra- arbitration eligible. Yeah, I'd have to know more. I agree. It would still seem like uh well it was last year. So so I, I would still think coming off the year before last year that Otani would be quote unquote more valuable even than a Juan Soto, but I'm not totally sure. Yeah, you know, but maybe that was that's what they agreed to. So uh, Trent Grisham agreed to a deal with the Yankees as well, five point yeah. five million dollars. I did have a, a minor gripe yesterday, and that was the reporters kept tweeting out so and so player has agreed to a one year whatever million dollar deal with whatever team. Mm-hmm. Number one, the tweets you know, stopped you in your tracks because you're like, okay, what happened? Who agreed to what contract? It's like, oh, you're kind of framing it like they've agreed to some (laughs) new contract. Yeah. It's their, you know, it's... Why don't they say... It's them avoiding arbitration. There's no no question of whether this player was going to play for this team. It bothered me a little bit yesterday. Uh, We have... I can see why that would bother... That kind of bothers me too. Um, We could also... We also have a question on the chat saying, is Soto a better hitter than Otani from TRM1? Mm. I don't think so. Well, that's not true because he walked more than any person in baseball last year. He gets on base all the time, which, again, was a very sensitive subject here. Him getting on base was not what people wanted. Um, I don't know that he's a better hitter than Otani, though. It's a bit of a different hitter. Um, Again, I'd have to, like, really look at the numbers side by side. To me, Otani is more of a pure, well, not pure power guy. He's a good overall hitter but is more of a power slugging type than necessarily a Juan Soto, who is, I think, Juan at his best, not that it really matters for the Padres anymore, but Juan at his best is both a power guy and an on-base guy and an average guy. Um, I think they're different. I, I, you know, I think they're different kinds of hitters. I think those two are hard to compare. I mean, right now, Coming off what Soto did in 2022 and 2023, and based on what Otani did the last couple of years offensively, I'd probably put Otani just a just a, a hair a tad above yeah. Soto. I would, but you know, Soto's also 24 years old, um, and it's got a long way to go. So, look, they're they're both terrific players in their own right, and look, certainly. Um, Certainly deserving of $31 million pre-arbitration and, uh, you know, uh, not pre-arbitration, but being yeah. arbitration eligible. And uh, Otani last year, $30 million, my goodness, a bargain for him. That is a bargain. Based on the $700 million number a year later. No, he's only getting paid $2 million this year, Sam. Yes, so. we know. Yeah, yeah. Wait, what? You, you're not fine. You you know, it's a, he's looking at Wait, me they like... they deferred the payments? Okay, all right. You're joking with me, because for a second there, you got me. For a second, if you're watching on Wait, the YouTube, you I were haven't heard like, of huh? this. They deferred huh? the payments? Yeah, he's making two million bucks. He's, and, I'd, I'd really have to, like, look at their numbers side by side over the last few years. They, they strike me as different types of hitters. What about, uh, we were talking about him the other day, Josh Hader. He is still yet to find a team. He's looking for, uh, there was an article out making a case for why he should be the highest paid closer of all time. Hmm. And I don't necessarily think that he should be the highest paid closer of all time, but I may be a little biased just because of what happened here in San Diego. Nothing like terrible happened or anything, but there was the usage that we were talking about a lot during the year, and Tony quickly pointed out that the Padres weren't, 
getting many leads for him last year to come in and save. And so who knows what Josh Hader would have done if the Padres were leading more of those games. But I don't know that he's worth, uh, in a baseball contract, over $100 million. Well, look, I think you have to compare it to what Edwin Diaz got And the main difference there, sorry to cut you off, the main difference Mm -hmm. there is that Edwin Diaz was only allowed to talk to the Mets about his contract, and and Josh Hader's allowed to be a free agent. Mm. So Diaz got, when he signed that deal, he got three years, I I thought it was more than this. This says on baseball reference, three years, 64 million. That strikes me as... I thought it was in the hundreds. I thought it was more than that. Why does it, and Edwin, now it just may be the way it's broken out, um... The Edwin Diaz deal five years was five years one hundred two. I wonder why. Yeah, why I, I, that is and weird. it has deferred payments. Maybe it's the way it's all broken out. Five years one hundred two. Um, you know, look, Diaz was was you know coming off that incredible season. I mean, where he had uh, a one three one ERA in sixty one games, and and he was he was just outstanding. Um, you know, look, Hater has been really 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 good for a really long time at this point. I think he's deserving of a big deal. Um, I don't know that it'll get to a hundred million. I, I just don't know what is what the market is, what the competition is. Um, but I put it this way: I would not be shocked if it if it reached that Diaz type kind of stratosphere. The five for one. Yeah, I mean, to me, he's been arguably the best closer in the game for a handful of years. If you want to stretch it out, I mean that you know. In 2022, was Diaz no doubt the best closer in baseball? He was. But if you stretched out farther than that, I mean, look, Josh Hader's been terrific. He's a, he has more track record. And by the way, on the usage stuff, um, you know, look, if if I were a team, if I were a GM signing him and to a multi-year deal and, and a big money deal, one of the questions I would have is, so when you sign this deal, are any limits off. Yeah. Right. Are you going to revert back to the guy that you originally were in Milwaukee that really did whatever was asked, right? That would pitch, you know, however many days in a row. And, and that's the rumor innings. as to why he handled his, the rest of his career after the Brewers, sure. because they, they told him, Hey, right. we're going to have you pitch and we'll take right. care of it's you. A, and it, then they didn't take care of it's him. It's a question I would ask. Now, if you have a closer that you're paying that much money, are you going to ask him to do, you know, tons of different stuff? And I don't know that you are, because then all of a sudden you're, you're trying to keep him healthy as, as your high priced closer. But yeah, that would be one of the questions I'd be like, what what when do you, can we use you? Yeah, what do you envision as far as your your usage, your role, once every your nine limitations? Days. Once every nine days. But look, I I would not be again. I I just don't know quite what what the market is. How many teams are involved? It's obviously taken a while. It's January twelfth. But I I wouldn't be shocked if he ended up somewhere close to that Diaz contract. And that Diaz contract was a really really big one. Um, but yeah, I mean. You know, a five-year deal at fifteen to twenty million per for as good as Josh Hader has been, I think would not be be a shock to me. I at can all. buy that. Yeah, I, I can buy that. But but for a lot more money, I don't know if I can buy that. We'll see. We'll see what happens with Josh Hader. Hopefully, he's not in the National League West at any places huh. other than the Padres. If but he's probably not coming back. It's like a 0.1% chance, I think, at this point. Sammy and Scraby filling in for Gwen and Chris here on 97.3 The Fan. Thank goodness it's Friday. Thank you for all all of you out there for joining us. When we get back, 
We're going to hear from AJ Casvel. He was on the morning show, and he was asked about whether or not it's fair to be concerned about the payroll limitations we've seen this offseason. So we'll hear from AJ Casvel when we get back on 97.3 The Fan. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the US and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast celebrate and save at ashley's anniversary sale with hot buys your choice of color starting at just 3.99 ashley sleep mattresses starting at 250 plus receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like stearns and foster temper pedic purple and beauty rest black with 60 month special financing only at ashley subject to credit approval no minimum purchase required minimum monthly payment down payment tax and delivery may be required see store for details How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. All right, my camera back here, 97.3. See it, Sam? I don't set the AI, and it followed me out of the room. And so we come <laughs> back on, and it's facing the door. Sammy and Scraby filling in for Gwen and Chris here on 97.3 The Fan. We are going to hear from Michael King, newest Padres pitcher at 540. Now, there was a little bit of a controversy about one of the questions what? that I asked, apparently. What? And I know I'm playing it up a little bit. I thought I, I heard this whole interview. I asked, and there was no controversial questions. I don't think so. I asked Michael King whether or not he, uh, what it's like to be the centerpiece of a trade. Oh, I did hear that. And I, I didn't know it was an awkward question. Why I is honestly, that awkward? I don't know, but there's some people out there saying it's awkward. Who was some people? Well, no, I'm not. We're not going down that road because uh, a was listener, it Chris and Tony? No, it was Ben and Woods. They didn't say anything really about the question. They were just like, "Huh, kind of an interesting question," and then moved on. But I had a, a <laughs> listener. I had a listener who DM me saying that they were talking trash about me, and I was like, "No, that's not true," because uh, I know the guys, and they were not talking trash. But about they said me. interesting question, like it was a good question, or it was like, "Huh, who knows?" Mm-hmm. I think it was more of like a "Huh." 
We talked to Michael King about a lot of stuff, like his his shaving. He said that he's okay with the shave rule that the Yankees had because they, um, or because he doesn't have good facial hair to begin with. So you know, Trent Grisham didn't he have a big old mustache? mustache. Oh, you he's can have, have a mustache. Re- uh, I believe so. Yes. So weird. But I think he would have to shave everything but the stash. Just the stash. I believe so. I believe by the rules. There are people that believe that as time has has gone on, that that is like something that players, free agency wise, like really don't like. I don't blame them. I totally get. Who wants to shave every single day? If you're somebody, if you're a player who has your, you know, for your whole playing career, maybe since you've been in high school, who knows? Let's go back to like Brian Wilson. Right. You've had a huge beard. I could see where if all things were equal, you were like, you know what? I don't want to have to go shave every day. I like the way I look. I like my beard. Yeah. I get it. I don't know if I was to get a job right now. I've had a I've been a steady beard guy for almost uh, 4 or 5 years now. I, I don't I can't remember the last time I shaved it. But if I had a job that was like, "Hey, you got to be clean shaven every day." I don't know that I could do it because I I'd rather have the beard. Mm. I don't know why I'd rather have the beard, but I will. Uh taps on on YouTube says you can have a mustache but not a sub two hundred batting average. Mm. That's not that's not nice taps. That's not nice. We're all talking we all know who we're talking about here, mm. Trent Grisham. What do you think he's gonna do? Trent Grisham in with New York. His facial no, hair not, or no, his no, no, play? no, not with his facial um, hair. Look, I think he's a good fit for what I think they're going to ask him to do, which is be a guy off the bench, be a fourth outfielder, you know, have a start per week, whatever it might be, and somebody who can also come off the bench and hit for power. I mean, in that ballpark in particular, he's a lefty. He played, you know, that that should fit him in that ballpark. He's a great late game defensive replacement. Look, I, you know, the, their outfield is is very much set. So I think, to be honest. What they're going to ask him to do as far as late game defensive replacement, as far as potentially coming off the bench at times, getting a start here and there, keeping guys fresh. I think, quite honestly, that's a role he could he could do really well in. I, I, I think this is the best move for him because yeah, he's I, not he is a great defensive center fielder, but he he's he's able to like kind of step back a little bit and he, he doesn't have to have all of the pressure all the time on him hitting because he 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 struggled the last couple of years at the plate, as we all know, and it was hard to watch at times. So he doesn't he's not necessarily being asked to do a ton at the plate. He's just being asked to do what they need him to do in the certain spots spot times that and, they need him. And by the way, I say late game defensive replacement, you know, I say that now sort of wondering how often that'll actually happen because they have a pretty good outfield. You no, know, Aaron Judge isn't coming out of center field. No. At any point in any game, right? Unless it's a blowout. Yeah. Um, Neither is Juan Soto. You're not taking his bat out of the lineup. Uh, And Verdugo's in right. They're not going to play Trigrisham over him. Yeah. I, you know, I say late game defensive replacement, but I I think I'm, you know, maybe there are times where, you know, a Soto, a Judge, DH, and then there are other guys in the outfield. But as long as those three are out there day in, day out. I I don't know. I mean, you're certainly not taking Judge or Soto out of the lineup in, in even a close game. So I do think if he could just hit two thirty five, two forty, he hit, could be a starter. He I could think, be an everyday starter. I think. Well, I think for that team, 
if he plays the defense, we know he's capable of. If he hits for some power, is able to come off the bench, give you some pop, make starts here and there, play defense in games when you need him to, I think that can be a, a valuable piece. Yes. In, in, in otherwise, what is obviously a really good outfield. Uh, we, a comment here on YouTube. I think we might end up regretting trading Grish. I think we kind of already do, to be honest. I can't say it yet. The season hasn't started, but the outfield is 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 empty right well, now. Look from the pers- and they needed him to go with Juan Soto to get the trade that they wanted. For from the perspective of if you're looking at it from, you had a starting center fielder, albeit a starting center fielder that offensively wasn't doing what you would like him to do from a number standpoint, but you did have it at the very least a Gold Glover in center. To this moment, at least here on January 12th, you have not one but two open outfield spots. His spot has not been filled. I can see where you're like, man, kind of wish we at least had that gold glove in center field. Again, and we talked about it a bunch going back to the first hour of the show. You know, let's see what transpires here over the next few weeks. That's the only thing we got. There's a ton of work to be done. There's different options to, to get it done, but... I, I get it if you're like, well, I, I would have liked that gold glove at the very least, to, no matter what the offense looked like. And right now on January 12th, I, I understand. I do, too. Uh, all right. Before the break, I teased AJ Castville on the morning show with Ben and Woods. And uh, they asked him uh, an interesting question because a lot of people are very concerned about the spending that's gone down so far with the Padres or non-existent spending. So they asked AJ Castville, if the fans have a reason to be concerned about the low spending. I mean, I, I think maybe panic. There's definitely reason for concern, I think, given how many holes there are in the roster and given how many things kind of need to be filled out and questions about the payroll. I think the panic may be a bit excessive given that it's it's early January and there's time for things to happen and things will settle and you'll figure some stuff out. But I think maybe some of the lack of clarity is, is what's bothering people on that front. But it's, uh, I don't know the next, the next couple of weeks, the Padres clearly have a lot of work to do. Um, I think I kind of understand depending on what happens next, I kind of understand why you would low play this kind of market because a lot of teams have, and there still are a lot of things available to be done, but, uh, yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see where this thing settles because for me, it's just never wise to panic until the complete picture's there, until you've seen kind of what, where the offseason settles. There's there's definitely cause for concern in terms of some of the guys they've lost, obviously, and, and whatnot, but I think there's, there's also time for this thing to come together. There you go. Just like we just said. Yeah, look, I, I, I agree with AJ in the sense of I understand concern, Um but you have to you have to wait till the full picture is done, right? I mean, the the the, ch- the first checkpoint will be pitchers and catchers report. Yeah, right. What does this roster look like? But they're going to be short a few rotation look, pieces. And as we know with AJ, he's not necessarily done once spring training begins. I mean, let's not forget somebody like Michael Waka, who was not on anybody's radar, you know, in Padre Land before. Last spring training, he was somebody that got signed after spring training started, and he was pretty okay, good. For and them the Padres got catch. yeah, and he's got the Padres got really really fortunate that Waka worked out so well, that Lugo worked out so well, and there is no guarantee that if you do go sign, you know, free agents in the next few weeks, you know, whether they be left fielders or center fielders or or a DH, a first baseman, whatever it is, look, you don't know how they ultimately pan out. 
But uh, look, I'm I'm with AJ in the sense of I think concern is totally appropriate, but I would wait to see what the full picture looks like. And like we talked about earlier, certainly it comes down to to two questions. How much money are you willing to spend? And and then what are you willing to spend it on? And do you make a trade? I think that's you have to at some point. Please not be hot on Kim, but there's got to be some sort of trade. I, I don't know. There's not many options out there. Well, I, and I'm I'm not advocating for trading Kim. Yeah, we talked about it. Yeah. I, I'm I'm really in the camp of if you can find a way to round out this roster via free agency or even via getting more creative than trading Ha Sung Kim, I think you find a way to do it. To me, I understand the the you know appeal of trading a guy like Kim in the sense of final year of a deal value super high. I totally understand the argument, and there is an argument to it, but it creates another hole, and if you're telling me you want to win in 2024 Can't to remove it. Soto and Kim from this team, both of them, and you've removed one already, that's, and you've lost Blake Snell, and you've lost Josh. That's Hader. a very tough sell. So yeah, look, I, I don't, I don't know. I'll be honest, I don't know what's going to happen in the next month of of how this all gets figured out. But to, to AJ Casfell's point as well, Scraby, it has been a very slow market. So it's not like the Padres are sitting here as the only team that has not done much. Okay. Uh, aside from the Soto trade before yesterday, the Yankees had not done a whole lot. Uh, the Cubs, they just signed uh, uh, the pitcher from oh, Japan, uh, Shoto yeah. Imanaga. Yes, yes. Um, you know, but they hadn't done a whole lot. Like teams that should be doing stuff. So I think especially this year and still with, with some of these big guys, not signed, Snell, Montgomery, Hayter, Bellinger, it has been a slow market. And I think benefit of the doubt, let's see where we are in, in a month. I agree. I agree. We all got to just be patient. That's the only thing we could do right now. We cannot judge this team until the roster and opening right. day are set. And, and quickly, by the way, you may look at it in a month and say, you know what? I'm not I'm not happy with how this looks, and I'm not happy with the lack of, of uh, activity in free agency, the lack of spending, the lack of, of, you know, figuring out a trade to make this team better. You may look at it in a month, but yeah. I think you have to reserve that judgment for a little bit longer. All right. That is good stuff from Sammy Levitt over there. And some more good stuff is on the other side of the break when Padres pitcher Michael King joined uh, Tony and I on Tuesday. And if you haven't heard this interview yet, you need to stick around because you're going to hear a ton. Uh, you're going to get to meet Michael King. And I think you're going to really like what you hear from Michael King. So that's up next after the break on 97.3 The Fan. Sammy and Scraby, back with you on 97.3 The Fan. Thank you all for joining us today. Thank you for being in the chat. If you uh, have uh, given us any questions or anything like that, appreciate all the interaction on this Friday. And don't go anywhere because we have Michael King coming up. We also have the Scraby Show starting at 6 p.m. So stick around. This is, this is wild that you do another hour. Uh, usually it's not me for the whole four hours, so it's I, I have a little bit of help. But, yeah, um, I, I was born to talk, so I'm in the yeah. right profession. By, by the way, just uh, before we, the King interview, yes. one yes. thing I should say, just on the Padre conversation quickly, with all that said of, of what they need, the bullpen, is it's been really nice what they've done, no doubt about it, and we don't need to get into it. But that's been one area where they've done a lot of work, and it, yes. it shows. And it's been creative, too. Yes, because I, I was saying, I know we got to get to this, but I, I was saying a couple weeks ago that, or last week, 
that AJ Preller might be onto something with trying to poach players from the KBO or the MPB because he's not paying top dollar for a major league player. He's paying for a guy who wants to make his way over here. Mm. Yeah. So anyway, well, food for thought, Sam. Yes. Food for thought. Food for thought, indeed. All right, Michael King, newest Padres pitcher or new Padres pitcher, is going to be on the other side of your traffic report. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. It's that time of year. Cash the ticket. Jim Costa with Mike Valeni. We shift the focus from football to college hoops, getting us ready for the tournament where we're going to break down all the matchups and have an eye on some future plays, too. Search Cash the Ticket on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Joining us here on Gwen and Chris, none other than Michael King Padres, newly acquired pitcher. Pitcher, Michael, how are you doing today, man? Thanks for coming on. So much for having me. Uh, let me start here. Uh, you get a, it. Sounds like you're going to get an opportunity to start. Last couple of seasons, you've kind of been in the rotation, kind of also been uh, out of the bullpen. Uh, are you looking forward to the opportunity to, to start? Yeah, I, I can't wait. I. Uh... I was begging the Yankees for a while, um, and then was finally given the opportunity towards the end of this past year. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward for a full season, staying on that five-man rotation. I've always been a routine-oriented guy, um, so I, I felt like that suited me best. Um, and I, I just wanted the opportunity, and I, I can't take the Padres enough because that that uh, they'll be giving it to me. Now let's let's go back. Uh, obviously, the, the trade goes down. Um, how much did you know? What what was it like once you heard the news? And have you had a chance to get out here to San Diego and and, and kind of see things for yourself? Yeah, I uh, I definitely was shocked. Obviously, any any type of trade is is weird. Um, I heard rumblings probably the couple days before um, that things could possibly start happening. Um, at the Yankees are all I know at the big league level and uh, I've been with them since 2018 so just changing generals weird uh, yeah. so I went through a little phase of like oh, I don't know I guess I, I was anxious and a little sad to not see my friends in again but then uh, uh, all of a sudden I, I just became so happy with the opportunity that's, that's coming um, the like San Diego is a sweet spot uh, they have an awesome team. I've connected with a couple of the guys on the team. I've got connected with a lot of the front office and coaches, coaching staff. So I'm just pumped to, to get out there and, and get to work with them. I have not been out in San Diego yet, but I actually am going out um, on this Thursday and throwing a bullpen on Friday with uh, Ruben. And I've talked to Musgrove a little bit. And I think he'll, he'll poke in um, and, and, and see me and meet me for the first time or I guess in person. Uh, so I'm, I'm really excited for it. That, that, that's awesome. Uh, well, hopefully we we bring you some good weather to to, to kind of get things going once you head down this way. Uh, you 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 mentioned this is a change of change of pace for you. I mean, you are a New Yorker through and through. Born in Rochester, 
Um, obviously, playing in the big leagues with the Yankees um, probably, I'm guessing, was somewhat of a dream come true. But uh, how do you think this transition, what is this going to be like for you um, as you will be you know, embarking on a new journey in a completely new place that you haven't been to before? Yeah, I, I mean, it's obviously totally different. Um, baseball players are baseball players, so I know that my my friends and, and teammates are, are going to welcome me in, and and I'll, I'll get along right right with them, just because that's how baseball players are. Yeah. Um, but the obviously the area is totally different, the weather is totally different, um, I, even like media is totally different, fans totally different. <laughs> so I, I got I, I got a, a decent adjustment ahead of me, but um, I, I, honestly, I'm just really excited for it. I, I that's really the only word that I've been using a ton, um, just because, you know, like, when you think about San Diego, people say it's their favorite city in the, in America, and it's a vacation spot, and it's the best weather you can get, and it's also a pitcher's park, so yeah. there's so many that make me excited to, to come out there, and, and, yeah, I just can't wait for it. We're talking to Michael King, new Padres pitcher here on Gwen and Chris, 97.3 The Fan. And I know that you said uh, anytime trades are being talked about and your names in it, it's kind of nerve-wracking. But i I got to amp it up to the next level. What's it like to be the main piece of a blockbuster trade? Because we heard about these rumors for a while, and your name was always a part of it. And uh, some of the other guys that came along with you um, were, were put as uh, part of that trade as well. But what is it like to be the main guy in that trade? Uh, it's it's weird. Um, it, it makes me feel wanted, uh, which is obviously a great thing. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, it, there are so many guys in that in the trade that also can be absolute studs. I was just talking to Ruben about Vasquez and Brito, and I haven't even met Thorpe yet. And I, all I've heard about from Thorpe is how awesome his changeup is and how he projects to be this super prospect. So it's not. I I, I love that uh, you guys are saying that I'm the, the main piece in it. But, I mean, the Padres just got a ton of, of young arms. And, and then bringing along Higgy, too. Higgy was one of my best friends on the team and also just knows how to command a staff. And having him know me really well is settling for me. Um, but also having him come in and, and really be able to prove his worth because he's so good at managing a, a pitching staff, uh, I think will be huge for us. So, as much as like you guys are saying, I'm the the main piece in it. I think that uh, I think Preller did really well in this trade because the, the guys that are coming over are, are ready to make an impact. M- Michael King joins us, Padres newly acquired pitcher uh, from the Yankees in the Juan Soto deal. And, and, and Michael, you know, one of the things that is apparent at the top of this rotation, you have a guy, two guys, in you, Darvish and Joe Musgrove. And the two things that stand out about those guys is they are true students of pitching. Um, are there guys that you like to watch, um, at, at, you know, do their thing on the mound that, you know, you, you try to take a little piece from? Yeah, I, uh, I pride myself on my preparation. Um, and so I, I look at a lot of guys that are similar to me um, and, and just kind of their sequences in terms of how they work. So guys that I always go to are, I'm thinking of like Aaron Nola was big. Mm-hmm. Um, Corey Kluber was big uh, and he was a teammate of him for a while. So, I've been lucky to have the guys in the locker room that I can bounce ideas off of. And the brief conversations I've had with Musgrove, I, I already love him. Um, and I, I can't wait to actually pick his brain and, and see how he works and and the conversations that we're going to have. Um, so I'm really excited to, to start that, uh, th- those relationships. 
Um, but the guys that I, I really look at are the sinker slider guys, the guys that can really move the ball laterally. I know Musgrove's got that slider that he goes to a bunch. So there are different things that I, I can't wait to pick pick the brain of, of those two guys. And a, a little weird piece is Shingo, uh, a uh, translator, was um, Tanaka's with the Yankees. So I, I got a good relationship. I can't wait to see Shingo again, too. Shingo's good peoples. Good peoples. We're talking to Michael King here on Gwen and Chris 97.3 The Fan. And, Michael, you are now in the National League West. And, unfortunately, the National League West includes the team that spent over a billion dollars in free agency. But I just want to ask you, like, what are you looking forward to now that you're out of the AL, out of the AL East, and you're in the NL West taking on some of the best teams in baseball? Yeah, I, I do think that the the change from the AL East to the NL West isn't really that much because you yeah. think of – who are the best divisions in baseball? And I feel like that's the main conversation between those two divisions. Um, so I, I think it'll be, it's obviously totally different, different sides of the country, but um, similar talent. And then, yeah, you got that super team over there with the Dodgers and, and that lineup, it's, it's going to be fun to face them. Um, they're going to be challenging and they're going to show you a ton of different looks. But um, I know that, again, our, our, our preparation is going to be there. I, I loved my conversation with Ruben in, in terms of, the video analysis that we're going to do on hitters and the, even the analytics side that we get um, from the Padres will, will be will be really fun to kind of piece together a game plan. Michael King joins us here, Padres newly acquired pitcher. And, and Michael, I got to ask, man, have you thought of facial hair you're going to rock <laughs> now that you are from up under the regime of the Yankees? <laughs> You do not want to see me with facial hair. Oh. I will be clean shaven. There might be a couple times where I was always afraid if I was going to get yelled at with the Yankees and I have a little scruff, but I get like kind of reddish in my beard and, and my wife. Is, so I'm, I'm all good on, on staying clean shaven. All right. Yeah. Happy wife, happy life. Let man. me ask you real quick because we don't normally get a, Ye- a former Yankee on the show. How serious are the Yankees? You said you might get yelled at for some stubble, but that seems kind of crazy. Yell that is if if you're going to talk to Aaron Boone about him yelling. Besides, <laughs> good boy. Besides when he does it to the umpires, it's more of like a hey, you you mind shaving that before the game starts? That's wow. that's really all. It's, you never want to have those conversations yeah. with the manager. So I never wanted to to be in that. But uh, we always talk with there's I'm telling you, multiple guys every day will just be like, hey, you think I'm okay with this or should I shave it? And they. <laughs> Always shave it. So. Yeah, no, it's it's the real deal. It's a real deal over there. Uh, Michael King joins us, and, and, and Michael, you know, we we're joking about the the facial hair, but uh, a lot of times guys come out of that organization, and there's so much they're able to kind of bring with them. What, what, what are some of those things for you that you know that you're able to learn in an organization like the Yankees that you you'll be able to take with you moving forward? Yeah, I think that the the facial hair is almost trying to teach you more discipline, or at least continue your discipline so i'll definitely be a, a disciplined player coming over um i i also think that the competitive nature in that locker room was awesome uh you had so much so much talent in there that you have to have some healthy competition uh, amongst teammates and um thinking about pitching again pitching with darvish and, and musgrove is is uh something that excites me there's obviously i i don't want anything but the best for them but I know that they're going to be pushing me to be my best just like I'm going to push them to be their best so I think that competitive nature within the locker room uh, is something that I'd love to to bring over and make sure that everybody's going to be be at their best of their ability last one you've mentioned his name a few times but Ruben Yebla is pretty widely known as as, as one of the better pitching coaches in this league um, 
a pitching whisperer, if you will. I mean, how excited are you getting a chance to work with him on a on an everyday basis as you get ready to to turn the corner here for spring training? Yeah, I, I have heard nothing but good things about him. Every conversation I've had with him, I come away with it being like, God, I love that guy. Um, <laughs> he, uh, yeah, he he is the, the pitching whisperer. The the one that I always go back to is is he was with Kluber in in Cleveland. Yeah, and um, Kluber was somebody that I emulated growing up. Uh, or I guess coming up, I don't want to age him too much, but, um, <laughs> and the first thing I said to Kluber about, I, I just said, yeah, you, you had Ruben. Uh, I kind of was vague with it. And he was like, dude, I would not have won my, the two Cy Youngs I did without Ruben. He made me so confident in my ability. And he was the a main reason why I want to want those two Cy Youngs. And so for somebody that I tried to emulate my mechanics and pitch sequences and, and even just my whole arsenal off of is, crediting Ruben so now I have almost extra incentive to to be a big fan of this guy so I can't wait to get a full season in with him and uh and, and see how he works with me well Michael the Padres can't wait to get a full season in with you we appreciate you coming on and, and spending some time with us welcome to San Diego and uh hopefully when you get out here next week uh, uh the weather will be nice for you awesome thank you so much I appreciate you guys having me on Michael King Padres soon to be starting pitcher well, there you go. I told you you're going to enjoy that interview. Yeah, great interview. I was saying, uh, you know, he seems like a guy who is super prepared because he had, you know, he had answers to all those questions. He was ready to go. He said he loves to prepare, and uh, I can't wait to see him pitch. Yeah, look, I, I think from a stuff perspective, you got to be really excited. He showed we, what he could do in his starting role last year, and he's he's going to get a real opportunity to be – uh, uh, and every five days, every six days, whatever it ends up being, and be a full season starting pitcher. So, it, it for me, it's it's a tremendous opportunity for him. It it really, really is. So, um, I'm interested to see how he does and enjoy the interview. I thought that was that was great on so many levels. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to see because he talked highly of the prospects that came with him or the other guys that came with him, Drew Thorpe and um, uh, Brito and, uh-huh. and some of those guys, Vasquez and. I, I, I we're probably not thinking about them enough in in how they fit on this roster. Like they're probably going to be more involved than we're talking about right now. Well, look, I think Brito and Vasquez have a chance to be really involved and potentially even in a in a starting role, depending on what else happens in in the next handful of weeks and and how spring training pans out. Yeah. I mean, right now there's going to be legitimate comp- competition for one or maybe even two rotation spots. Again, that could change pretty quickly depending on what A.J. Preller does in the next few weeks. But, yeah, Rito Vasquez could play major roles on this team. A lot of guys could. They could. Matt they Waldron, could. Pedro Avila. It, there's a world where they are significant pieces of the 2024 Padres. We'll see. Well, Sam, thank you so much for joining me today. Another Sammy and Scraby. Scraby, a pleasure. It is a pleasure. It's always a treat when we get to do a Sammy and Scraby. If there's one thing I want your great listeners to come away with today. What's that? Remember, 2024 <laughs> is the year of Scraby. <laughs> I think like one person liked that tweet, so many people don't believe I don't in care. it. But Sam believes in me, and that's all that matters. And you know what? I'm still here for another hour. Yes. The Scraby Show up next. Hardest working man in showbiz. On 97.3. The Van. 
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places.